welcome to Pick and Pod. This is the second episode of the season, our season preview. In fact, I am your host, Reed Horner, joined by Mir Gori and Matt Costantini. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. I was close enough. You got it. But yeah, as I said, this is the season preview, guys. I actually, out of the entire NBA season, I'd say this is in my top five podcasts of the year to do because projections are always fun, whether you know what you're talking about. Or you don't. So we're going to get into the top five teams in the West, top five teams in the East, surprise teams, teams we think that are going to disappoint. And if we have time, we're also going to get into some finals predictions, awards predictions, a lot of things that may not come true. So this podcast could end up winning you a lot of money or wasting a lot of your time in the end. But I'm not stuck on the money part. I'm stuck on this is a top five pod. <laughs> That I'm on. I love the season Aww. preview. Come I mean, on. Madonna. I mean, how cool are you? you if know? How is this not a top five pod? <laughs> if you're the fan of the NBA, the opening, the tip off, all the, especially after this off season we just had. Oh no! Come on, you're wrong. Okay, so let's get into the top five teams: East, West, East, West. Which one do you want to do first? Let's go with the East first. I think all right. we'll start with the East. Is the is all the, right? Western the conference, conference. It is okay, guys. <laughs> give me your top five teams in the West. Mir, you go first. Uh, in the West, or you mean East? I said West. Oh, all right. Okay, so <laughs> in order, I'm gonna go with Warriors. Thunder. Wait, order is in like top one to five? Or yes, five one to, to one? Yeah, sorry, one to five. Okay. I'm going to go with Warriors, Thunder, mm. Rockets. I think Spurs are going to strategically get into the fourth as opposed to the third. And then fifth, I'm going to go with Blazers. Blazers? That's yeah. a bold choice. You think Nurk is going to be, and I say it right, Nurkic. Nurkic. You think Nurkic. he's going to be healthy and able to contribute? Because they're going to be horrible if they can't. Because if not, they're going to be a team with two ball handlers that can sometimes shoot. Yeah, exactly. I, I believe in Nurkic. I believe in his health. I think he, he he didn't play much in the first half of the season. Then he got traded to the Blazers, and then he didn't have much you know much time to really develop. And he and may think, still be fat. If he's fat, he's not going to play well. Well, I don't know if he's fat. And I I feel like with I'm an offseason under, under his belt and he's motivated, he's really happy to be in Portland, I think he's going to be great. And I also think that, you know, it's gonna it's gonna help out Damian Lillard and CJ. Yeah, I'm surprised McClellan. that it took you that long to mention his name. He's the best player on that team. Uh, well, but okay, please. Well, I mean, I mean, Damian Lillard, I think, is arguably still a top five point guard in this league. Don't don't do that. Damian Lillard, if he was on a more polarizing team, a team that was better constructed, and not a team that was literally unknown to most of America, <laughs> he would be a big-time player. The man has a signature shoe. He's an inefficient shooter at times, but still arguably one of the clutchest players, one of the best ball handlers. I understand what you're trying to say about Nurkic being a valuable player. No, I'm, don't no. step on Damian Lillard's toes like oh, that. Oh, no, I was saying that Lillard is the best player on the team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> that was the I, don't, I don't but know where you're going but with it, that. It, it's fine. Either, <laughs> I thought you said... Okay. Nope. The only reason why I didn't mention them, it was because because of Nurkic, they're going to be a top-five team. Without Nurkic, they barely are in the playoffs. So... Especially in the West. Where yeah, yeah in the West, of course. Um, I'm gonna, I agree with Mir here. The Warriors are head and shoulders above every other team wow. in the West. You guys shocker. Are, you guys are Real smart. Real shock, right? Um, I just don't want to jinx my thunder. I'm going. I'm actually going <laughs> to flip-flop the Rockets and the Thunder at 2-3. and three. I think uh, Chris Paul really adds a lot to that team. People are worried that— You have that, the Rockets at 2? I do have the Rockets at 2. People are worried that Chris Paul and James Harden aren't going to be get, able to get along because they both need to be ball-dominant guards, but I feel like Chris Paul is really going to buy into the whole pass-first aspect and just let Harden shoot his way to that championship, maybe. Um, yeah, I really like the moves the Thunder made in the offseason. Um, they're a lot better than they were last year, uh, a lot more offensive pop firepower. Um, four, I, I agree with you. I believe it's going to be the Spurs, just 
because that's how it's going to go for them. Pop knows what he's doing. And four and five is pretty yeah, interchangeable, it's kind of the right? Same thing. And I'm actually going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves at number five. I really like the addition of Jimmy Butler. He gives that team a really good defensive identity. I think this is going to be another breakout year for Carl Anthony Towns. He's going to really establish himself as a top ten player in the NBA. And you're going to have to look at what Andrew Wiggins can do. Really, he's just been a, a role player at this point. He hasn't been that superstar level player. I mean, yet. he's averages about twenty two points per game. If I'm not mistaken, that's a, that's a little bit better than a role. It player. is. You're you're absolutely correct there. But I think he's going to take his game to just a different level this year. Well, with players like him, it's the efficiency in which they score. You know what I mean? You can put twenty two points up, but if you take I don't know twenty shots, you're not helping your team. So what Andrew Wiggins needs to do is learn how to score that twenty two, but do it off of like fifteen to sixteen shots. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you guys. I have the Timberwolves. If we were going to say where our six team was, I, it, they're my six team. The only reason why I didn't put them in the top <laughs> five is I'm just concerned about how quickly they're going to gel. I think they're they're pieces that fit. I just think that it's going to take a little bit of time. All these teams will. And oh, and I was a little I was a little disappointed by how how the the Timberwolves lacked defensive um accountability. That's and, what and Butler's they, going to bring to this team. He knows Tom Thibodeau's system. He's going to be able to really shine. I and that, agree and that's that. if you believe in Thibodeau's system though. I agree with that, but that's kind of my point to what Reed is saying. I'm I'm a little skeptical about Thibodeau's defense because it's a great defense but then it ends up draining the offense for for the for the same five players that have to go to the other end of the court. And that's actually a really good point you brought up. It drains the offense and that's going to be a really big problem for this team because their bench is so thin. That trade for Jimmy Butler really depleted them. The only real main piece on that bench I can think of right now is Jamal, is, um, Jamal Crawford, who they just I'm, got this offseason. I'm actually fine with their bench. My my concern is just it, they're going to be a, playing a draining style of, of, of basketball, specifically focused on the defense. And then because of that, what's going to happen is they're, they're going to have to really rely on their bench. And a lot of their bench players are over 30. I mean, I really like Todd Gibson. I like Aaron Brooks. But these are guys that you know shouldn't be relied on for 20 minutes a game at this point. I mean, maybe Taj, but but Aaron Brooks definitely not. And I'm not sure if Jamal is really at the physical level to really handle 20 minutes plus a game. And so because of that, I, I think they're going to slip a little bit initially, and then some. There might be some chemistry issues, some injuries on the bench, you know. And so they'll be sixth. All right. So my top five guys are. Not vastly different, but they're definitely reorganized. I, think I mean, I hope they're not vastly different. That, <laughs> would, that would really concern me because, you know, my team. <laughs> I think it's another shot, Matt, right? This two thunder we've gotten already. <laughs> Keep counting. There needs to be a bell, Breen. We need to just start having a bell. But then know? they wouldn't get to hear us talk because oh, it would well, be ringing constantly. Anyways, well, right, so my number thanks. one team in the West, no surprise, Golden State Warriors. I think that uh, although they did buy their way to the top, they are arguably the greatest assembled roster in NBA history. Not because of the individual talents, but also how those talents fit together. You know what I mean? I've been I've always said this Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry on their own are not nearly as good as they are when they're together. When they're together it's like like you used to watch Transformers when you guys were younger. Oh, yeah. Of course. It's like or Power Rangers when they, they come Both. together and they just kind of like form that giant awesome fighter. That's what the Golden State Warriors are to me. Uh then the number two team I have are the Thunder. Now I will say, though, I'm a little bit wary about it because they're not a very deep team. Uh, one of their starters, too, Tavo Cephalosha, is literally a guard with a free you throw You mean Andre liability. Robertson? You're right. Cephalosha's on Jazz. He was on, he was on the... Okay, yeah, anyways, Robertson... Other Jazz... Uh, Thunder they're, they're both similar players. <laughs> He's, he has free throw problems to a surprisingly horrific extent. You know what I mean? Like, he's shooting... Like, you go play him in 2K, it's 23%. You go, and then I'm going to go... and I'm trying to think... 
their chemistry too is going to be a problem. I think Carmelo is to going, start out. I yes. think Carmelo is going to be the key. Will Carmelo be learn to defer? And if he will, then we'll go it. But Chris, um, Paul George has shown that he's not the greatest player in times of adversity. Like he's great when things are going well, but he can kind of zone out and fade out once maybe the team's down by twenty or whatever. So do you mean you mean during the game, right? Not like let's say there's a problem on the team, like they're losing. You mean during the game, right? Paul George struggles. I think both. I mean, yeah, they're losing. Uh, okay. Obviously, their chemistry on the court and off the court will be affected. But I do think overall their talent is too overwhelming. Hopefully, by the trade deadline, they're add a little bit to their bench, and they're going to be my number two team. At three, I have the Spurs. Only because I'm such a believer in their system with Greg Popovich. Kawhi Leonard, uh, I think, is maybe overhyped in some sense, but he's very well-rounded. I think the second-best well-rounded player in the NBA. LaMarcus Aldridge, again, people kind of sleep on him while he's not who he was in Portland. He's a great offensive player. And I think Rudy Gay, another underrated scorer, right? Maybe not the most efficient scorer, but if he can get them 18 points a game. He's going to be a good piece off that bench. Yeah, Yeah, and let's see how he responds to that ruptured Achilles, you know. That's well, I mean, a lot of these, about. and then I was afraid of putting them at this, but I'm going to go Timberwolves at four only because I have faith in Andrew Wiggins. You mean five? No, 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 I mean four. Oh, wow. I have the Timberwolves at four only because I have faith that Andrew Wiggins could become a more efficient scorer. Like Matt said, I think Jimmy Butler is going to really set a tone for a team that we forget is really, really young. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, again, I think I, I don't want to say he's overhyped in the sense that I don't think he's as good as as advertised. He's glorified, but I oh. think if he I is glorified, like entering this season, if I were to take a big man, I don't think he would be. Um, well, he might be top five, but maybe not top three. Is what yeah, I'm I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying that Cat is is glorified. I'm not saying he's overly glorified. I'm just saying he's glorified a little bit because the storyline's kind of great and his style of play is very appealing to people, but. Doesn't necessarily mean he's like top three, as Reed is even saying. And then my last team are the Houston Rockets. I think that um, while James Harden, Chris Paul are magnificent ball handlers, scorers, and future Hall of Famers, this team does scare me a lot because one of my biggest rules with championship level teams is you need to have at least two Hall of Fame players and a third really, really good one. And while, like I said, Chris Paul and James Harden are there, I think their bench depth is arguably the worst in the Western Conference out of all the title contenders. And, I mean, unless you think Nene or Ryan Anderson, I know they have Eric Gordon still, they have a collection of players that could... uh, Clint, they, they could have a collection of people that really help them push forward, but I really think between the news, newness of their roster and the lack of bench depth, they're going to struggle a lot more than we think. My concern with the Rockets is exactly that. When they traded a lot of those players to get Chris Paul, they lost a lot of their bench. And, and my, my main concern always with the Rockets, that's why I never believed in them as a postseason team, was because they're a team that fits around James Harden with a lot of depth. Now they have Chris Paul as well another player who doesn't really produce in in the playoffs very well on average. And then on top of that, they've lost their bench. And that's why I think in the regular season they're going to be great because they just have the offense to just pull away from a lot of teams. But if they're not hot and they're and for that for one night and they're playing against a tough team, they're going to lose. The biggest problem that people had with this team from last year is that they weren't a good defensive team, and that's kind of indicative of a Mike D'Antoni team. Yeah, and they got worse this yeah. year. I disagree with that. I think they, they lost Patrick Beverly. Yeah, but they brought in Chris Paul, who he's who's a pretty good defender. They brought in PJ Tucker and Luke Mbamute, who are rather good defenders. They're above average. So I think adding those pieces to the bench kind of helped those defensive problems, but that's not gonna be a focus of this team like it was last year. 
and they're still going to try and win games 120-110. Yeah, that's the reason I think that they're going to have defensive problems. Not because they don't have the personnel. It's because of Dan Tony's system. It's the run and gun. It's the shoot. Well, that's like without even saying, right? Well, yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, it's also a point that needs to be made is that it's not like there's a difference between not being able to do something and, and not wanting not, to. Like, yeah, or, yeah, or not executing it. And I think the Rockets do have the potential to be even like the second best team in the West. I'm just guessing and I'm projecting for certain reasons that they're not going to meet that standard. My reasons for the Rockets that I never worry about them is because, one, James Harden is their number one player, or now it's their 1B player, and two, it's the Rockets with the Dan Tony defense. So they're going to be great in the regular season. They're going to be okay in the playoffs. All right, so let's go. We've got the Western Conference. Let's go over to the East now, the ones you guys wanted to do. Yeah. Um, let's, do, let's change this one up a little bit. Let's start from five going to one. Okay. Yeah, he's just cruel. You know, he's just looking so at I me want... like that. You see that, Costantini? So, I mean, Reach is cruel. Matt can go first on this. I'll take it. But you're going to go here. five, meaning the fifth best team yep. in the league going up to number one, okay. which will be the Cavs. Now go. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to be the Cavs. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to start at number five here. I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors. I still think that they're a pretty good team. They're not a great team, oh, kind of Canada. like, kind of like the rest of the Lowry. East. They, they did just... sign Lowry. Ma- you're making Reed happy. You're Canadian, yeah. right, Reed? I am Canadian, but you're not a Raptors fan. No, I'm not. Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're the Raptors. They need, they need to bring another team to Vancouver again at some point. Yeah, that would be pretty. One great. of the greatest cities in the world. It is so nice. Vancouver. Anyway, sorry, Constantine. Continue. <laughs> That's fine. So sorry. Um, four. I'm gonna go with the Washington Wizards. I don't think they're in that upper echelon of teams yet. I but I think they're real I think they're a good team. John Wall, Bradley Beal, arguably a top five backcourt in the NBA. They're they're really good. Okay, um, wait, let me pause you right there. I'm with you on that. Hypothetical, I'll throw this at you guys. Pelicans decide they need to get rid of all of their players. They go to look they look to trade Davis. Cousins they know won't re sign. Cousins joins this Wizards roster. How good does that make them? Top two team. I, market, I, I and this it. could be a real possibility. See, I, I was going to get to this later with the Cavs, but my mistakes. But um, I think that's going to be a big deal. So, like, I why agree. I want to put that asterisk next to this prediction because the Wizards, why you have them at four? Yeah, they, they get Boogie Cousins. They could easily be the number two team oh, yeah. in, the, in the East. All right, sorry. Continue. Yeah, with um, my number three team, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. I am all aboard the Giannis Antetokounmpo train. I think he is a phenomenal player, and he's only going to get better this year. Like, he's 22 years old. He has so much room to grow, and he's already shown the potential that he has in this league. And you just know how much better he can be. So I think that he's going to be a really big boost to this team. Um, my number two team, Boston Celtics. I think they're kind of where they were last year. I don't see... Wait, you think they are where they are where they were last year? I don't year? know. I I'm kind of uh, I'm Kyrie on the fence Irving about Kyrie. Is, Kyrie's arguably the best point guard in the league. Okay, but behind they, Westbrook, lo- I'd say I think losing Jay Crowder is a bigger deal than people realize. He is. I'm with you there. He is so good on defense that he, they're just gonna miss that, and they don't really have that in Kyrie. I don't think that he's uh, that good of a defender. We saw what he did in the finals against uh, Curry that year, but. They're they got Hayward. They still have Al Horford, and they're having those two really young players in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who they just who um, Tatum that is that they drafted this year. I think that they might develop into something. Brown might turn into that defensive player that they're looking for, and then no surprise here, the Cleveland Cavaliers are number one. They are better than they were last year, and that's not even a question. They brought in Isaiah Thomas. They brought in uh, Jay Crowder. Won't be there until January at best, though. 
Yeah, that's fair. But they're hoping that they get something out of Derrick Rose, who seems very, very motivated this year. But their bench got so much better. Like Their bench was not even passable last year. They got laughed off the court when they were there. I remember in the finals, Warriors players were cheering whenever Darren Williams would step on the court. And they just got so much better on their bench, and I think that makes them just that much better. Yeah, I would. Okay, I'm with you that the Cavs are better than they were last year. I don't think it's that much of a lock, only because I don't still don't believe in the Oompa Loompa wonder that is Isaiah Thomas. He's 5'8 with injury problems. I think he's great story. I think he's an awesome player, 60th pick overall, Sacramento Kings. But he's 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 still 5'8, guys. He's not going to carry a franchise. And, and he doesn't I, have and, to. Again, I get that. And maybe he's a better fit because Kyrie wants to be the guy who carries a franchise. But I'm with you on that. I'm going to start with my fifth team. Is also, it's it's literally the Toronto Raptors, I think, um, mainly because of DeMar DeRozan. I think he's an inefficient scorer, a lot like Wiggins at Minnesota. But I think he can be very clutch at certain moments. Unfortunately, they have the gin- gingerbread man, I like to call him, Kyle, Low- Kyle Lowry. Bleh. Kyle Lowry, I call him the gingerbread man because any pressure— Is this the Canadian coming out? <laughs> no, because there's any pressure on, on Lowry and he, and he crumbles, right, in the playoffs. He's horrible in the playoffs. He's a horrible point guard in the playoffs. He needs to go to the G League when it hits playoff time. Like, G League that playoffs. Bad. Like so, that's why I don't have that much faith in this team. Although I do believe during the regular season they're going to be good. Serge Ibaka, I'm with you on the Wizards. John Wall, I think, is arguably a top three point guard in the league. I think that Bradley Beal is a little bit overrated. Great scorer, great shooter, not really great off the ball, and he needs that. Which is why I think Boogie Cousins. If that guy shows up, the Wizards will Didn't be dangerous. Didn't even mention this, but Otto Porter Jr. finally showed up last year. They've been waiting on him forever, and he, he showed why they took him so highly the year he was drafted. No, yeah, he's a great addition, too. I mean, they're definitely going, and Scott Brooks is their coach, a guy who's been to the finals, right? They're going and trending in the right direction. Then we're going to go Bucks. Um, I just love how they're long. I know it's weird, but I just love how they're tall, one through five. Brogdon out of I Virginia. mean, their point guard is... Is is seven feet right? Giannis is seven. He's not their point almost, guard, right? Though. I mean, he affected point. Yeah, guard. I mean, he I mean, he's he he is. I mean, but anytime you can say just on a, on a like you know on the info sheet for for commentators or, or for the opposing team that their starting point guard is a seven foot guy, I mean, you realize that this is a new NBA, and the Bucks are really going in that direction. I'm just what I'm saying is I'm proving your point. It's like they really are very long. Yeah, I think, but my only re- hesitancy to say that is I think we're gonna see the Bucks this year get the ball out of Giannis's hands a little bit more. Like as in, he's not gonna be as much of a ball handler. Yeah, because he had. That's what I'm saying. He had to do maker. a little bit too much last year, and I think this year it'll be a lot more setting him up to either score or then make a play, not have to create the offense. Middleton, Brogdon, Middleton won't um, be Monroe, injured for the Jabari first half Parker. of the season. Yeah. I hope they don't do that, though, because when Giannis has the ball in, in his hands, he is so exciting to watch. He's exciting to watch, but they're trying to win a championship, and he's not nearly as efficient as if... It... Anyways, we're running out of time. I don't want to just talk talk about East all the time. Celtics, I think. Celtics are my number two team. I, I'm, I'm with you on how Crowder is important. I think Kyrie Irving, again, is arguably the best point guard in the league. Um, that's also because I don't even have Steph Curry. I don't think in the top five. I think people are really sleeping on Gordon Hayward. I have, if you look at his stats, quite frankly, he's just like Paul George, scores a little bit less, but a lot more efficient of a scorer. So I think he's going to, you talk about Crowder going, I think he's going to kind of make up defensively as well because he can play defense, anything that Crowder had. They did lose Avery Bradley as well, which is another, that was massive. I forget if you made that point. I did not, that's a great point. But he's going to, he definitely was a big part of the team last year, but 
in the East that is so top-heavy, I think the Celtics are going to prove that they are a team. I had Brad Stevens, again, my favorite coach in the league. I don't know. You kind of got to look to see if Hayward is ready for the big stage that he's about to be on. Because playing in Utah was not that pressure-filled, but going to a basketball mecca that is Boston I mean, and playing for the Celtics, yeah, that's a different level of This is of a guy play. who also played in the national championship in college twice. I don't think big stages are a foreign to him. Yeah, and in any case, he's not going to get the ball at the end of a game. Kyrie is. so, and Because Hayward was never the go-to guy at the end of the fourth quarters for the Jazz, surprisingly. It, it's really it's really shocking. Believe me, I've seen him eight times this season because I watched him against the Thunder, fifth reference <laughs> of the Thunder. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'll I'll tell you what my top five is, right? Or 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 have you not gotten my top? My best team's Cavs. LeBron's the best player in the there league. Respect him. Go. All right. So <laughs> my my I'll start with the fifth player or the fifth team. Sorry. And my fifteen is gonna shock. Fifth team is gonna shock everybody. It's not the Raptors, but instead it's the Seventy Sixers. The Seventy Sixers. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with the Seventy Sixers at, right. at five. Okay, I'm with you that they're a playoff team, but I do not think that they are the fifth playoff team. Anyway, so the fifth team is definitely going to be the 76ers. The fourth team is definitely going to be, I think, the Bucks. I think they're going to be good. I just think, you know, they're a new team and they're young still. Thon is going to have to develop a little more. Middleton now needs to be more ingratiated into the team because if you remember last season, he was out for the first half and he kind of was just was just thrown into games, you know, and they didn't really have a, a structured game plan. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. I agree with Reed. Giannis is not going to have the ball as much. So I'm going to put well, them Well, he at- shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. He may, but I don't well, think yeah, they Well, yeah, he shouldn't they because they do. need to give it to Middleton a little more. I mean, Jabari might be at least okay. He'll be a no, sixth man. Yeah, but I don't know how he's going to come back from another ACL But injury. at least, you know, he's going to give them more touches, but right? But it's not even that. It's to keep the defenses they face honest. Yeah. Right? Well, if that's... you know Giannis has the ball all the time, he will be limited because they're going to be game planning for him. If he shows that Jabari Parker is going to get the ball, Middleton's going to get Brogdon, Monroe will get it in the post, they can't cover him as tightly, and therefore I think you're going to see a way more efficient Giannis, well, that's, yeah. which will be the most terrifying thing in the NBA next to LeBron. And that's my point, is that they have so many pieces that Giannis only needs to orchestrate it. He doesn't need to be always the guy for every single night, every single possession, every single quarter. So I'm going to put the Bucks at four because it's just going to be like, in a way, yet again, another developmental year, which is amazing to think because these guys are so good. At th- you have the 76ers only two below the, the Bucks. This is This is weird. Two below? What do you I, mean two you have, below? You have, the, you have the 76ers at the fifth best team in the East and the Bucks at four. One. My my mistake. I was looking at my list. You, so you think? I mean, don't you think it's a, that's a sharp decline? You really think the Seventy Sixers are that good? Well, I'm I'm not understanding the question. I just put Seventy Sixers as five. Yeah, and but, Bucks but you at think four. they're ahead of other teams right now? I'm I'm just looking at it yes, now. I'm looking at the idea as, as the I team the Bucks the team I think is the third best in the East. You have just one above the Seventy Sixers, which is a team of rookies, pretty much. Yeah, because I think there's just a big drop off after four. Okay, that's no, fair. I, yeah. I agree because with I you. think they're the Pistons are actually going to be pretty good because of Avery Bradley, but they're not going to be the great. Scoring, I think they're going to suffer from exactly. Yeah, they're going to miss KCP So they're the they're going to be a top eight team, but you know they're not they're not going to be great. Hornets, I thought they were going to be a little better, but with Batum out, they're not going to get as many wins as they could have gotten. I thought, and then also I think the Heat will somehow get in there, and and you know that kind of rounds out the you know the, the rest bottom. of the teams. Anyway, so the third team is going to be the Wizards. I really want to put them at two because. I actually think John Wall is amazing. I I sometimes want to say he's better than Russell Westbrook. In in, in, in some aspects, instances, he is. He's so much more efficient 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I know that Russ doesn't have a Bradley Beal as his partner. And obviously we're going to see that this year with, with more pieces. But I, I really just, I love John Wall. I love how he runs an offense. I think his shooting has gone a, a lot better. And I think he's actually a pretty good rebounder that most people are surprised by. And obviously he orchestrates sort of like on a Chris Paul level. He's just kind of seems like a more athletic, more complete version than a Chris Paul. Um, but obviously not as good of a, as a, of a floor general. He's not as good of a player. He's, I mean, we, it's like a, Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards well, of all time. If you're talking yeah, about right but, now, but then maybe. Play, but as but a, a player in history, he's. I don't think. Well, he's but as a player that isn't like necessarily focused on one position, I think John Wall is better because John Wall just fits in better. Like, just he can play more areas of the game, whereas Chris Paul specifically has to be a point guard, right? Well, but, but Chris he can't Paul really... is an ama- when he was healthy and younger. Chris Paul could do everything. Chris Paul. No, I'm just was saying now. Yeah, yeah, but or, I'm just saying. Now, right now, you yeah, mean, yeah, Chris just Paul saying today. That. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that. obviously, he's yeah. better than Chris Paul today. Yeah, th- th- that's that's my point. That's why I think he sometimes is sometimes a little better than than Russell Westbrook. And then um, at two, I'm gonna put the Celtics. I'm not as high on the Celtics as everyone thinks. I, I'm with I, you. I really liked what Stevens did, and he really fit. He had a lot of pieces that worked well together, and I think this year is gonna be a, a step back here. I think they'll still be number two, but they're gonna be barely a step better back. A, I mean, a step come back on. from they the added Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, and they're gonna take a step back. But how a much step back a, in terms of going from the one seed to the two seed? Yeah, but and, they were a also, fake one seed because the Cavs exactly. don't care about true. The one but seed. I mean, like, I don't know if they're gonna get as many wins, and I don't think they're gonna be as cohesive of a unit because it's like all these new pieces, and I don't really know how well they're gonna fit well. So, together. do you think if the Cavs face him in the East, that it's gonna be a four-one series? No, I think it'll be four two. Well, then, but they're, just, better. Yeah. Then, no, then they're better. No, they're better than they were last. I year. thought we were talking about the just the top five going into the playoffs. You know, like not who's going to actually make it into you know the finals or the, okay, the because fair. those are injuries. You know, and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. Okay. I think Cavs will be one because I think the Cavs are really motivated. Um, I think they're going to actually start out hot and then they're going to cool down. Like just, always. Yeah, I think they're just going to get ready for the playoffs. Uh, um, and so that's my top five. All right, so I want to see if we have enough time. I wanted to do. A, we're going to do the awards real quick. Guy who you guys think is to win MVP and stuff like that. And then at the very end, we're going to give our predictions for the NBA Finals and Conference Finals. Okay, so first off, for the NBA awards, who will be this season's Rookie of the Year? I'm going to go with Dennis Smith Jr. Yep. You are on drugs, sir. Matt. Nope. Same thing. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. We love drugs. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would you think Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be I just the think rookie of the year with Lonzo Ball and Ben Simmons? That dude's Please got give game. me a good reason. I, th- I I don't think Ben Simmons will win. Because I just don't think he- Ben Simmons counts as a rookie, but if Ben Simmons has to get Wait, it, Ben I Simmons just does seen- count as a rookie. I don't I think Ben Simmons counts. I think Ben Simmons counts, but I don't think he will get votes because Markel Fultz will also take votes away from him. No, I also no, no, haven't no. seen much of Ben Simmons, to be honest I've with you. I've seen tons of Ben Simmons. I was actually at MSG when he won his final high school championship game in high school. He was at, anyways. Wow. Yeah, I, amazing, I just think Dennis Smith Jr. is such a good scorer, and on a Mavs team that is desperate for scoring, he's going to put up crazy Dennis numbers. Dennis Smith Jr. Is, has the potential to be very impressive. He's slight. He's super inefficient shooter. And he's actually not the greatest finisher at the rim consistency-wise. I just think that getting rookie of the year is not a, a competition of who's like the better player. It's just who's had the better season. And Dennis Smith is that guy that has a lot of heart, but, and I loved so him you, but, in college. So you think that 
The 76ers will be the fifth best team in the East, but yet Ben Simmons won't be rookie of the year. Well, one to, of the, you don't think him or Fultz will be rookie of the year if their team is that good? They're well, taking votes away from each other. It's, yeah, it's that's, the MVP talk because people are like, "Oh, is Steph going to win? Is KD going to win?" Or is Embiid going to be healthy and then look but like I the think better Fultz player is on the gonna team? Not going to be nearly as good. Ben Simmons has had a, he. If Ben Simmons was taken in this past draft, he would have been the overall number one pick. Still, oh, I definitely, well, obviously, definitely. And yeah. he's now had a year. Although he was injured, he still had a year of NBA nutrition, NBA lifestyle, just basketball. I think he's going to be head and shoulders above Fultz and even Embiid. I think Lonzo Ball is the only other one that could potentially take it away from him because he is getting a generational type of talent. I don't know if that's going to transition into his game. There's so many factors that go into a rookie's success and then on. But talent-wise, feel-wise, Lonzo Ball is one of the most unique players we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I, I, I just think it's... I don't know. The the Rookie of the Year award always seems to be an award of, like, who's most likable. It seems like the most popular award. And, and, and people really like Dennis Smith. They liked him in college. They like that he's on this boring team like the Mavs. And Carlisle's a great coach. And he's going to make Dennis Smith look like such a smart basketball player. And he's got this scoring ability that isn't efficient, but it's it's infectious. All right, and, you... and people love to watch it. I mean, he has this Iverson way of doing things that looks like he's tough. You know, he's he's undersized. You know, it, people like that. I'm we... surprised how far he fell in this past year's draft. I thought he was a top went five ex- player, to be as honest. As someone who went through extensive draft coverage and footage prepping for it, trust me. It's not a surprise. Uh, he is a flawed we'll player. See, right? And it sounds right, we'll see, great. Yeah. You know what? Disney can make that special about him. No, but that's but my point me. is that he's popular. It's nah, not that he's better than them. I, know, I think a lot, of, a lot of current stars are talking this kid up. How popular is going to be if he's sitting on the bench because he's out for 30 games with an injury? I'm just saying Dennis Smith. Well, I can't predict that he's going to get hurt. You but know? I'm t- <laughs> we don't want him to get hurt. All right, so it's worse. we've established it. You guys are 0 for 1 now. Let's hopefully you can make it up. All right. We're going to go Defensive Player of the Year real quick. Okay. Who? Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to go with Kawhi. Uh, me too. Yeah. I don't even want to stay on it that much. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. also going to be kind of a weird... I don't think he's going to win MVP. It'll, it'll be close because I think, I think Draymond I think and Rudy be... Gobert are going to push him. But... Gobert, Mike, Draymond with that team. No one's yeah. winning any awards in that team. And he's and I think I think Kawhi's going to actually be even better on defense this year. Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of almost like a, comp, mm-hmm. like a consolation MVP award. I, th- I don't think he's going to win the MVP. And they do that sometimes with Dwight Howard when he was doing that with Orlando. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah, that yeah, idea mm-hmm. that like, he's so good on defense and he's still really good on offense, but... He'll get the Defensive Player of the Year award. And let's go to MVP. You guys are going to hate me for this one, but I'm going to go last for that. Mir, who's your MVP this year? I'm going to go with Giannis. I know people think that's crazy, but I'm going with Giannis. It's not, it's, that it's will not be a hard game to put, on the, to put on the trophy. Imagine if you're the guy who has to engrave that. Yeah, especially if they're fourth, right, in my predictions. I, I just I don't know. I really see Giannis going to get it. I think the MVP this year is going to be LeBron James, as it should be pretty much every year. Watch it, though. I feel the same way, but I've realized over the years that who should get it and who gets it I is think, not the same thing. I think that LeBron James is going to be so much more motivated this year because people are like, oh, he's kind of coming to the end of his career a little bit. He can't get it done I, anymore. I'm not sure about that. I'm, I'm sure he's fine. Coast. I don't even know if the Cavs will get the number one seed because of the way he's learned to kind of navigate the regular season. Hey, Matt, between you and me, don't you think that Reed is going to say that Ben Simmons is going to win MVP of the year? <laughs> I know. I, he loves us so much. I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried because he wanted to go last. What? Who's who's your MVP, Reed? My MVP of the year will be Kyrie Irving. Oh, my God. That's, and, like, even more deplorable. Yeah, that's... But you guys have to listen to me on this. That's a bad hot take. For, for, for an, all right. Again, actually, I, I, you know what? I, I also hate the term hot take because it's not like I didn't think about this. <laughs> this is an opinion that's well thought of, Okay. The thing is, we have to understand not only to the skill of the award winner, 
but you have to understand how the award is voted on. You look at players like LeBron or Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and all that kind of stuff. So I want to ask you, why is it that you like Kyrie so much on the Celtics team? Why do you think he's going to— I think he's arguably the best ball handler in this league. He's definitely the best ball handler. I'll even give it to him. Over Russ. I think he is an dynamic scorer off the dribble. I think he's underrated as a passer. But with the Celtics, what's he going to—like, why— like I know, I know his skills. Why do you? What think... makes him better on the Celtics than it did on the? I mean, Cavs, obviously, it's going to be more featured. I don't know if it's going to make him better, but it's going to make him more eligible for the MVP. So more featured. You well, think? That's, okay, that's what I'm trying to explain. Is that the like for you talk about LeBron's going to win it? Yeah, he should win it, but that's not how it's voted for. Steph Curry freaking was a unanimous MVP one year. So part of it is a popularity contest. So I'm looking at the Cavs are going to be cancel each other out. The Warriors cancel each other out. Thunder cancel each other out. Kawhi gets the Defensive Player of the Year award. The Celtics are now the second seed. They probably are fun. He's on the cover of 2K. Kids are buying his shoes. Dads are buying his jersey. He's going to get the MVP for that. Grandpas are watching his commercials. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily because I think he's the best player in the league. I don't. But it's I know how the MVP, NBA votes, and I know what he's going to do Barring injuries, of course. The entire podcast has an asterisk because if injuries occur... Yeah, obviously. No, then, I, I, yeah, I think that's... That's what I saying. And, and, but I think if the Uncle Drew movie comes out before the season's over because they are working on it, I think he has to win the MVP then. You look at his Al Horford, good stretch big, Gordon Hayward. I mean, a lot of... a lot of You're going to see... You know what? I'll let his play do the talking for me. All right. It's like Anyways. he's Jordan or something. All right, guys. Anything else you want to say before we get going? I did want to say one thing. Um, I think for I know we're not going to talk much about most improved, and I'm sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> mention it, but I really think I know Porzingis has a bad knee. I know this. A lot of people in the NBA circles know this, but I really think Porzingis is going to be the best, the most improved player this season. See, I was going to go with Carl Anthony Towns. Oh my god. I just think that he's going to elevate his play to a new so level. So glorified. I'm going to call it. He's over glorified. Porzingis is actually my guy too. Great. He is. I High think- five. No, oh I think God. I think. See, see <laughs> listeners, see how I think, rude Reed is. I, I, I mean, it's horrible. Last week he said, "I don't even think Oklahoma City should have a team." I mean, come on. Well, I don't. I think they should cut eight teams from the NBA. But no, we can get no, on that yeah. subject another time. Utah should also lose their team. Anyways, we. I, I think Christoph Porzingis is going to be an MVP candidate in about four years. I, That's yeah, fair. Yeah. And, That's I a good time frame. I'm also questioning if Brooklyn should have a team. Anyways, that has been pick and pod, guys. I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been Reed, Mir, and Matt. Matt Breen in the back producing this wonderful show. This has been the second episode of this season, our season preview. We will see you next week, hopefully, with a lot of great NBA games to talk about.